something that builds on I'm a theme park fan. Originally, it was just going to be umpire music, and I said, can we try something a bit... Look down! Welcome. Hello and welcome back to the Don't Look Down podcast. Today we have a, another a very special guest. It's Nick Hudson on the podcast, uh, creative theme park audio for attractions all across the world. And it's a great honour to talk to you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's all right. It's lovely to be on it. Thank you. So um, you've done a lot for, in terms of attractions, audio, soundtrack for all different attractions across the world. Um, lots of in the UK, which you might have already heard of. Um, most notably ones this year, you did the Rainforest at Chessington, mm. uh, then you did like Tomb Blaster, um, that whole thing. So yeah, um, what got you into the industry and what got you into kind of making music? Um, I always, I, I grew up liking theatre and musicals and I was um, kind of loved and had a piano at home and a keyboard and I was always picking out tunes I heard on television about sort of age three or four. And um, I had a little toy theatre that I used to put shows on in and bore my parents to death with them. And used to have friends around and we used to come up with plays and stories and, and stuff like that. So I was always kind of a creative person as a child. And yeah. um, then I went then... I was lucky enough to be growing up in the time of Chessington's boom in the sort of very early 90s um, yeah. with the original Bubble Works, the original Vampire, the Fifth Dimension, which then became Terror Tomb, which then became Forbidden Tomb, which then became Tomb Blaster, <laughs> and um, probably change in something next year. And um, so it was always, I, I was lucky enough to have those two worlds meet with me as a child and then when i was yeah. nine i went to uh, walt disney world in orlando and was introduced to those kind of massive theatrical rides so I, it was always the love of theater and um a sort of music ability that i had and storytelling and um many many years later i just said i want to do music for theme parks someone must do it and i um was doing my own podcast yeah, theme park podcast, podcast. yeah and was chatting to john wardley and i'd done some stuff for a company called sudden impact entertainment in malaysia um done some halloween stuff for them as my first ever kind of gig and uh, an attraction called cleopatra so i had two things under my belt already and i went to John Wardley and he put me in touch with someone called Pete Cliff who is um, the entertainments director at Alton Towers and we um, came up with Subspecies and the Haunting of Molly Crow together mm. that was back in 20... 2015 2015 yeah I lose track um, and then um, but the, the, the link with Sudden Impact is important because the guy who runs that is called Linton V. Harris, and he created yeah. the original Terror of the Towers for Alton Towers and the original um, Freezer, which went to Thorpe Park. So there was a kind of link back there. So everything is yeah. kind of going back to um, to that. So a, a, a very a very long story told very um, longly. That's how I got into the industry. <laughs> On the topic of scare events, you also did Thought Park Fright Nights 2018. Was that, yeah. was that 
did you contact the park or was it through this guy uh, no no uh, pete cliff was only alton towers and he'd left by then but i knew because of you know you do one work for one park and you're kind of you you spread into others and i'd done stuff for yeah. chesington by then yeah. so people at thought park had bounced around and gone to chesington and stuff so they got in touch with me yeah. and said we want we want to revamp fright nights for 2018 so we did yeah i think yeah. i saw something on your website about like different sea lives and yeah dungeons. Don't see, i've done sea, i haven't done any dungeons sadly but i've done sea life paris and sea life melbourne um it's great because uh, Merlin Studios um, are only sort of five minutes down the road from me, so it's always nice to kind of. Uh, I know a lot oh, of okay. people there, and there was the thing is people want music and will always need music. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, it's one of the things that can shouldn't be bought off a shelf, and it's the one thing that people really enjoy heard. Be and um, it's the one thing really. It's the one thing people really enjoy hearing something specifically done for an attraction um i know six flags and cedar fair and stuff they'll just buy music off the shelf and um and use that which is a shame but i think it's one thing that the uk parks do really well yeah no i think it's, it's definitely another side to an attraction that it's just it creates that atmosphere and i think mm. with your music in, in particular it's really layered is it so you can That's hear the, the kind of the audio and stuff and i'm not yeah. i'm not like clever about audio i'm not uh yeah uh, but you can see all the different layers which create that atmosphere inside an attraction mm -hmm. i think that's what really makes it um that's what really makes your music stand out well thank um, you i mean the the thing i always like to to work out when i'm doing an attraction or creating stuff something for an attraction is why are we hearing this music um, yeah, and it's a it's a thing that always bothered me about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal is it's this really immersive environment, but yet there's a symphony orchestra playing as I'm walking through Hogsmeade, that doesn't really scream immersion to me. And Disney looked at that for the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Land, and there's no music yeah. there. There's audio, but there's no da 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 da. They save that for the big moment in Rise of the Resistance, so that really yeah. works. And I always think if we can make music have a source in the queue line, mm. it makes a lot more sense as regards telling a story as opposed to just having epic, 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 epic all the time. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Um, having music become part of, you know, physical scenery and coming gives it kind of a source, exactly what you just said. I think just it really makes it clever and it really adds to the immersion of the attraction so there's a there's a couple of things in particular which uh, i was interested in when i read through um the list of things you've done the credits on your mm. on your website and some things that i would have never known it was you um because it's some things i grew up with as a child uh, for example the dragon fuel station music i love yeah. how you integrated the um Da, 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 da. Yeah. I um, love how they're yeah. integrated into all the soundtracks. I just think it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's um, it, it's always nice when a part has a tune that you can work with already because it makes your job a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and there are clever ways of doing it, and there are less subtle ways of doing it. But um, that was just a little um, I can't remember how that came to be that track, but it was nice. It was there for two years, I think, until they turned it into Tiger Rock. And yeah. it just breathed new life into it, I think. Um, 
and it's nice that you remember. It's nice that you remember it because I completely forgotten about it. To be honest with you, so thank you well, for reminding I, I me. I just remembered hearing that uh, the theme tune kind of yeah. added in there. I went, oh, that's the. Yeah, I just thought that was really clever. Um, and then, for example, you did Mutiny Bay, yeah. um, whole area, which I think is great. Um, and then also Oakwood. I know mm-hmm. you discussed this on some other videos where you did kind of lots of their events, some of their attractions, the Dar World stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. everything at Oakwood is mine apart from the Peter Pan Neverland area. Um, oh. But the, and, and that's nice because Oakwood is such a lovely park and it has such, you know, it, 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 it is the crown jewel in Wales and Megaphobia, dare I say, is the best woody in the country. Um, <laughs> for a ride, not for an experience, but for a, a ride, it, it, it'll, um, it's kind of a nice mixture if Wicker Man and a smooth version of the Grand National had a baby, it would be Megaphobia because it is, <laughs> it doesn't break your back. You can ride it many, many times. Um mm. And it is more thrilling than Wicker Man as a ride. Wicker Man, of course, has the, you know, everything else going for it. But as a ride, it's not as thrilling as it could be. But it's a family woody coaster. And Megaphobia is, you know, this (laughs) very intense um, woody that rides amazingly well at night after a day of rain. Um, Yeah. So is it quite smooth? Because I've never uh, done it. It it gets smoother towards the end of the day. It gets better towards the end of the day. Oh, Um, yeah. When we go to the um, first nights of the uh, fireworks, the last couple of years, they give us uh, exclusive ride time afterwards. And if it's had a bit of mist and rain in the day, it's yeah. 10 o'clock at night. That is one hell of a ride. And it's, <laughs> you know, it does get quite tiring after sitting on it for 25 times in a row. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, it, it, Oakwood is such a lovely park. And Phil, who, who's the manager there, um, they do, they do stuff that no other parks do. You know how many other parks in the country, normal situations of the world, you know, if we were to be back in normality, every yeah. Wednesday and Saturday in August are open till ten o'clock at night doing a fireworks show. <laughs> Blackpool sort of do it, but they're not a theme park in my opinion. So, yeah. um, you know, that really puts Oakwood on the top of yeah. an events side with yeah. a rave and a dance party and powder paint <laughs> that you can throw on each other and live singing. You know, it, it really does um, make a lot of difference to a day out. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I've, I've done done the area music and, and two fireworks shows for them, which is lovely. Cool. On the topic of events, uh, obviously more recently this year, you did a fair bit for Thought Park Oktoberfest. Do you want yeah. to speak a bit about that, how that kind of came to be or how it was? Um, they just messaged me and said we'd love some stuff for Oktoberfest and we went through a brief, um, came up with some ideas, um, lots of things got changed and we discussed, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, the, the one people remember for some reason is Detonator. Yeah. And originally it was just going to be umpar music and I said, can we try something a bit different? Can we go for a kind of almost a winter wonderland parody yeah. of there being this kind of German showman at the bottom taunting people um, with this kind of yodeling German dance track going on in the background. And I think that shows if you try something a bit out of the box, it becomes a lot more memorable. And again, it has the reason as to why this audio is playing. 
it really makes it a different experience as opposed to just you know umbar music that we could have done we could have gone with yeah yeah i personally yeah. think the Oktoberfest announcement and music made it a lot better exactly um, not because it well, I, even though it didn't fit the theme of the ride, I think it it's worked quite a, a lot better. ride to begin with, yeah, and 100%. I think that added the layer to uh, it. You also did Rumba Rapids. Mm-hmm. Umpa Rapids, which I thought was excellent. Yeah, um, me and Robert did that, and uh, I thought I thought it just worked so well, because the ride itself was basically being stripped bare of all its theming scenery, and I thought that gave it some something um, to kind of theme it into the area, and I thought it gave it something that it previously been missing. Yeah, um, it, it, it gave it a personality, which I mean, I've lost track of what music that ride plays. I remember the boom, and um, we yeah, so it 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 did its job. It worked. Um, yeah, it was good fun. I mean, and, and that was a lovely event. It, it really. I went a couple of weeks ago on a sort of beautiful summer's day. I forgot I was in England for a minute when there was, you know, it was sort of seven o'clock at night. People were drinking beer. Um, there was a live band playing. The roller coasters were screaming above you. And it just felt not very, you know, going back to Oakwood and their events, it's not something we do enough of in this country. And I hope that it's the beginning of, you know, the res- a resurgence of events like that. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it returns for next year because I think. I obviously went down really well, and I yeah, I think I, it, I, I, I hope so, and, and I think I, I think a different social situation would mean they could do a lot more with it. So fingers crossed. I have a feeling we'll talk about this in a bit, but music can do so much for an for an attraction or anything that was um, devoid of it before, and it yeah. gives you something to remember. It gives you. It's like smells, you know, you can always remember where you are when you heard that song or when you smell that smell or it's more powerful than visual elements, I think, because we forget visual things. But sound are the senses that are most powerful, as I'm sure you spoke to Liam about. Yeah, Yeah. so I think that's probably the the three biggest things is obviously sound, smell and physical scenery. I think they're the three Mm. key components to adding an attraction. Yeah. Um, And I think definitely what you've done with attractions and it really adds that because when you don't have music for example uh, with things like I went to Chessington a couple of days ago and in Tomb Blaster your music is really good but in mm. kind of the queue line spaces the speakers are so old that some of them don't work and I think it really lacks that um, yeah when because if you had the, the new speakers there which I'm sure they will add for next year they'll add new speakers in the whole area um I'm sure it really will build up the atmosphere that music will create something really different. And as well, Aroma Prime, I was talking to Liam, they put new smells in there and all sorts. So I mm. think it really is building up that attraction again. I think it's really good. Yeah, Tomb Blaster was a, a, a massive, massive joy to do um, because that attraction was... For me, the most important ride that I ever got to do as a child and to, as a sort of grown up, to go in and say, let's do this and let's try this and let's rip all this out and put all that in. Of course, you um, would have been on every adaptation of the ride, would you? Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. So that was 
at the end of last year, it was in a really sad state, to be fair. Uh, the same soundtrack just basically playing through it all. And yeah. since they removed it, I never went on Terror Tomb or Forbidden Tomb. Um, I never went on them, but from seeing videos, it looks really well themed. It had a storyline. You've really added that back in with, obviously... Well, uh, I, did, I didn't add it back in. I, I, I have to give massive um, props to Andy Porter, who was part of Merlin Magic Making, yeah. and Bradley Wynn, um, who worked with me a lot on it. They really, um, you know, it was a massive team effort between the three of us and everyone at Chessington. Um, so it, 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 you know, I didn't go in and do the story yeah. and, and, and stuff, but I, I you know, we're, we all contributed as much as each other. But, um, but yeah, it, it needed it. The park knew that it was needed and they saw massive potential in it because the theming I think it's the best theming of any dark ride in the country, apart from the Spirit of London at Madame Two Swords. Yeah. Um, I and it just needed again audio, a story, a narrative, and lighting, because that was everything that had been ripped out of. You know, you go in before and it was like an Egyptian Christmas tree. Um, yeah. And and now it's a scary, but heroic adventure for the family to go on. And it has those peaks and troughs of, of terror and you're the hero. And it, it really, it really works as an attraction now. And definitely, absolutely. You know, I've done it so many times. Every time I go, it's, it's one of my rides that I have to get on uh, just because of that, the narrative that is added to it. It just, it's, finally, it makes it after 5,000, yeah, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> do that, do, do it again. <laughs> I can't, my voice will kill me. Um, <clears throat> so, um, finally, after 5,000 years, some fool decided to, I, I had to <laughs> That's absolutely that brilliant. In, in many takes. Um, yeah, so it, it, um, it got the love it deserved, and people were surprised because it wasn't, teased or anything like that it was just yeah. here it is here's a new tomb in terms of your favorite project that you've worked on would it be tomb blaster or something else um i i don't know <laughs> I, um, uh, personally i always say this and I, I get asked this a lot the most favorite i love them all my favorite personal project was the first fireworks i ever did for oakwood because that is something mm that is purely about the music and the fireworks and the yeah. show is timed to the music so everything is yeah. built upon what i did and to see you know eight thousand people standing there just entranced by this show because i'm a show person you know i, I love rides but that was a show and i didn't know what they were going to do to the music so i was as blind going into the you know, going into that evening as anyone. And as there were so many friends with me there that night that got to see the premiere of the show effectively. And, and so that was personally one of my favorite things that I'd done, but mm. I'm proud of everything I get to do because I love what I do. And yeah. Um, yeah, Tomb Blaster was amazing to get to do, you know, one of my favorite dark rides and to put my stamp on it for, for many years to come. Um, Fright Nights yeah. at Thought Park was great. Ghostbusters in Mexico was, or the Philippines or Malaysia was also great to do. And 
it every project is my favorite because yeah fair enough you know it has to be yeah yeah it but must I be think... amazing going onto a ride and hearing your music maybe your voice <laughs> obviously yeah the, 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 dome the voice Park, I, we <laughs> did hear uh, your voice telling yeah. everyone to put their masks on oh uh, yeah was, <laughs> but, like, I remember when we went to the park we heard um <laughs> Thrill seekers, put your yeah. mask on before entering the dome. That's Nick Hudson. Is it weird kind of hearing the stuff that you've made or how does it feel? Um, kind of. If it's immediate, if it's something that I've done, like the voiceover, for example, I did that about two days before I went to the park. So I was kind of expecting it. But if if I went and heard it in five years' time, it would be more <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. Um, the Tomb Blaster voice, I can't take seriously because it just makes me laugh, but that's fine. <laughs> that's a, like a joke between me and my conscience. Um, the music, you... Again, it's, it's a time difference thing. If you... I will never know what it's like to hear that piece of music for the first time, so I will never have an emotional connection to it. So um, I get more excited seeing how everything else works with the soundtrack than just yeah. hearing the soundtrack itself, yeah. um, because that's someone else's work that's gone into working with what I did. But yeah, it's nice to hear, you know, the tunes and I watching Detonator was fun because people kind of and, and Umpa Rapids, people dancing to it in the queue line. That's always a, that's always nice because yeah. you, you know you've done your job properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, both of them were really good overlays. Well, well, I I just say Tomb Blast. It's it's really amazing, and especially how it builds on scene on scene. How it's a little bit different, um, mm. with each scene, but it kind of continues that narrative. I just think, for me, it just it really made me think, like what this attraction can be, mm-hmm. um, and thought what potential it was lacking before when it had the last year. So, um... Well, yeah, I mean, the, it, it's funny with guns, isn't it? Because there's no, it's like, you know, I was saying earlier about the music has to have a reason for existing. Mm. Why are these guns here? You know, yeah. and I think I think Jewel massively suffers from that problem as well. I mean, Jewel has a beautiful new soundtrack by Simon Allen, but it still lacks a storyline and it still lacks some theatricality that the haunted house had. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the the... The funny thing about Tomb Blaster is you have no idea how complicated those three, four opening scenes are as regards the programming when you're going up the lift hill. And because um, there's the, half of the dispatch plays in the station, so that cuts out. So the, the, the tricky thing with Tomb Blaster was it is a long train and everyone yeah. on that train has to have the same auditory experience so the, pe- the people at the back have to hear the same as the people in the front so if you're at the back and you're in the station you have to hear the bit of the dispatch so when the train has turned the corner the mm. same stuff have to be heard by the people at the front of the train by this time halfway up the lift hill than the people at the back and the same stuff has to be heard when you're turning around the corner into the snake pit room than the people on the lift hill so everything is playing at the same time at different times in each zone 
it is the most complicated setup but you don't realize it because it was done so well by the by the programmers it is it has been executed perfectly because there's no point where you can hear duplicate audio it just flows well and i think i they've done an amazing job with that um so definitely and i can see how complicated that would be just thinking about it and then going but you didn't think about it until i mentioned it did you no no exactly (laughs) because it's it's just executed so well that it flows yeah in terms of uh future projects do you have a, a dream project something that maybe already exists that you'd love to work on or something that could be coming soon i my dream project was tomb blaster and it, it was always to go and, and fix that ride. I've been wanting to do that for years. So yeah. at the moment, no, my dreams have come true. Um, I would say Jewel, but the music is perfect on Jewel. That doesn't need changing, so there'd be nothing for me to do. I want yeah. to do... Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd like to do more dark rides, and I think that we need more good dark rides in this country, and there are some fun ones coming. Um, but yeah just you know more theatrical storytelling and rides and um you know less epic music everywhere because it gets incredibly tiring (laughs) yeah um another thing which i've just thought of uh Mm. i think it's been a few years since you released one but have we got any more theme park parody songs coming to because (laughs) i liked i'm a theme park fan and i think that was one about wicker i just wondered if there's any more coming soon um <laughs> yes there's a massive project coming next year and that's all i'll say okay which is something that no it all it's if it happens next year which i'm fairly certain it will it's something that builds on i'm a theme park fan in a way that is so bizarre and over the top and silly and um i people there are people involved with it who love it and there is I've a few people in mind for it as i am um yeah th- there is something coming that i i'm very very excited for uh, i've got a few people in mind i'm yeah instantly thinking sean uh maybe Hope- I'm not sure. Um, no real people are involved. I'm not giving away anyone. I'm not giving no. away anything. All right. But it it's something that um that yeah it, it's hopefully will be really really good fun. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for asking as well because that bloody song is you know will haunt me for the rest of my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, I I can't speak for Chesington, so I, I don't know what's happening. I mean, so much happens behind the scenes. Um, things change so quickly. But yeah, yeah they, they, I'm sure they want to get it in. Um, got a name for it, so that's half the work done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, there's so many projects you've done reading through yeah. uh, the credits, and I think it's just, it really again you keep talking about the narrative of a of a story of a dark ride and again with that epic music with variations of that music it really creates that story and i think that's something that you've definitely done for the attractions you've done i think that's amazing 
Well, thank you. But uh, and that that comes from I I I hope that comes from my musical theatre training. Is when you're writing a a piece of music or a song for a musical, it's more important than a piece of background music in a film because it's working on the, the background music in a film is just working subconsciously. And I'm not saying that we need to have every ride needs to be like a musical, even though that would be wonderful. Um, yeah. It, my tomb glass is the musical. I am the high priest. Um, <laughs> it, you are telling story and you're using themes that you come up with and you're adapting the themes and, um, like there's a theme i the, the little theme i came up with with tomb blaster which is everywhere in the attraction mm. um in the jackal scene it goes from if you're musical it goes from seven four to three four back to seven four into three four again but you don't realize it because you know it, it's you know that tune already so you're not yeah. really listening to it but it's in the back of your mind um and yeah it, it it's all about it just is all about telling the story and that's so important in theme park design absolutely i think just i think it's really good and especially with your area audio in mutiny bay some of the outside mm. stuff for tomb blast i think it really creates the atmosphere with the the audio as well as the music as well yeah because you think i mean i i thought of that track as of, of tomb blaster as the opening credits for a film and i know i've used the film music thing but um you're drawing people in you're not giving away too much and then when you're in the tomb the music dips back down again until that epic moment when you're climbing up the lift hill and that big theme comes in again um you know it, it is all about especially with that ride it is all about the moments of nothing the moments of something and the scare at the end that was such a joy to put back into that ride yeah um, and you know it and it shocks me how dark it is in that building when you turn those lights off um yeah i know due to covid they've had to have the ventilators open which is absolutely fine but in a, in the normal world it is dark in there i've probably walked around that building about 70 times in the last year and it is yeah. massive those sets are so big and it was so nice to witness the theatricality of this to know that we were bringing as i say the terror back into the tomb absolutely um because again that must have been originally when they put it in must have been such a high budget ride um and i think in the state it was leaving in with the really anticlimactic and just all samey throughout i think you've just really created that narrative again but yeah, thank you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, thank you for enjoying it. That's the main thing. <laughs> so yeah, I think we've about covered most things. Most things, yeah. There's oh. still so much we haven't talked about, but um, you can listen to all of it on your channel, which I will put a link in the description because mm-hmm. it's so much audio for so many different things. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to talk about it and to come on your show. And good luck with all future episodes. I know, I, I know how hard it is to do a podcast but you've um you know hopefully lockdown is good to you and you can get lots of people on because i have no excuse mm-hmm.